Hey everyone and welcome to episode 3 of 4 all about calories. So within this episode I talk all about fibre and the importance of it, how when used correctly and that you can use it as a great weight loss tool, keep you fuller for longer and actually is really good for your gut health. So it's not that long this podcast either, I just wanted to keep it quite short, straight to the point and not make it confusing because it isn't really. The main point to take away is fibre is deadly used as a weight loss tool along with proteins in your food which is the macronutrient that we spoke about in the previous podcast and how you can use it effectively to keep fuller for longer keep your gut happy keep your colon happy keep your pipes moving and clear which we all want and also deadly to get micronutrients in through fibrous foods for your skin hair nails etc so without further ado this podcast is broken into two parts part one is fiber and part two i just give you my experience how i followed the Atkins diet years ago didn't do it properly ended up having to take laxatives that didn't work um, and I had to go to the doctor and I'll explain all that in part two because we can all kind of relate to it a little bit going back in the day of when the Atkins diet was out a little bit similar to the keto diet that's out now as well so without further ado we'll go on to part one So let's get into the importance of fibre. So we all kind of have a basic know about fibre that it's good for keeping your digestive tract moving as in keep your bowels moving and all that and help with constipation. But I just want to give you the basic understanding of exactly why we need fibre and why it's so important. Um, And the reason I'm bringing this up is because when people go on a high protein diet, they sometimes say to me, oh, Karina, do you know, I'm getting really constipated. My bowels aren't working properly. When you generally, when people go on a diet, what they tend to do is they tend to drop off any because carbs, fruit and veg um, are known as carbohydrates. But what the thing is, what people do is because they're known as carbohydrates, they hear a high protein diet, low carb. They end up cutting back on their fruit and veg intake because they say, God, I didn't realize it was so high in fiber. But what? people don't have the basic understanding is yes fruit and veg are carbohydrate but they're really 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 important for our macronutrients and to keep our digestive system happy our gut happy and our bowels happy as well so generally when people go on a high protein diet they concentrate so much on protein that they um it's just a natural thing to occur to drop off on the fruit and the veg so sorry just adjust the mic here now um so what about if i told you that yes, a fruit and a veg that's high in fibre, like a banana, an orange or something like that, and carrots or broccoli. Yes, they're high in fibre, but the part that doesn't get digested in the system and that gets passed through your digestive tract and out through your colon is the part that doesn't contain calories. And that's the part that off the fruit and the veg, the fibrous food that our body cannot digest but there's no calories in it because we get rid of it. It's like draining out, I don't know, rice in a strainer and running the water through the rice and then throwing the rice in the bin. Sure, whatever calories, and if we were to drink that water from the drain and the rice, the only calories we'd be intaking is the calories from the juice of the rice because we're through through the rice in the bin. So fibrous foods are deadly for weight loss because of this reason. Because we digest, um, our body absorbs 
sorry, I know the mic is annoying there now, noising. Our body absorbs the micronutrients, the minerals and the vitamins from the fibrous foods and anything it cannot digest, it gets rid of it out through your colon. So it has no calories then, the part they get rid of. And so that's why high fiber diet, along with adding protein in also, is a really good diet to be on because the calories, the calories that you're eating, the fibrous, the bit that we can't digest gets put out. Um, so it's, we can't count it as calories because our body didn't absorb it, our body didn't hold on to it. So let me break that down in science terms quickly. Sorry, I'm just going to move this out of the way here. Oh yeah, because that was noise in there with the mic. Um, I had to record this podcast loads of times actually because there's a lot of people hanging all my family's in the home today um so we were stopping and going stopping and going but let me just break down the fiber and how exactly it works so what exactly is fiber fiber is the part of the structure of the plant that helps build build plant mucul mucules including cellulose and fiber actually contains zero calories since it's essentially can't be digested by humans and although it's found in carbohydrates foods like vegetables fruits nuts and whole grains it doesn't contribute any carbs to our diet so due to its structure and inability to absorb it fiber passes through our digestive system unabsorbed by digestive enzymes within the stomach taking with the toxins waste fat and cholesterol particles out of the gut in the process it helps improve our heart health makes us feel full and of course helps with digestion and detoxification so in short Obviously, there is minerals and vitamins and all that in fibrous foods such as fruits um, fibrous foods such as apples, strawberries um, oats as well, sweet potatoes, all of that. So whatever is not digested gets pulled through the digestive tract, which is the gut, and it takes all these unwanted um, cholesterols and detoxification with it out through the colon so that's why fiber is so 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 important so let me bring you back now again I'm actually getting this um, from Dr. Aches DrAx.com this if this is where you want to find it this is exactly where I found um, the proper information to give you as well and um, so there's actually two different kinds of dietary fiber insoluble and soluble so I'm going to explain to you what insoluble and soluble fibres are and what kind of foods you get them in and the importance of the two of them together. One of them keeps you fuller for longer and the other one helps keep the digestive, digestive tract moving, which is your bowels. We need both kinds, which are present in almost all foods that are carbohydrates. But what's the difference between the two? Soluble. So soluble fibre is fibre that slows down digestion by attracting water and forming a gel like sub substances once digested so the so i suppose if you want to get in a visual for this imagine oats poured into a bowl dry and then you fill it with milk or water or whatever what happens to the oats they expand into a gel like substance so they expand to three or four times its quantity so that's basically what soluble fiber um food does in your stomach it doubles up it by attracting water and forming a gel-like substance once digested. This kind of fiber is found in foods like oats, oat bran, nuts, flaxseed, beans, lentils, peas, and some fruits and vegetables like berries and carrots. 
Soluble fibre is the type that helps with weight loss because it slows down the process of food emptying from your stomach and makes you feel fuller for longer. So we'll go back to the oats as an example, as a scenario. So I know when I eat oats in the morning, I obviously have my frozen berries and a little bit of almond butter with it and cinnamon. But when I eat oats, I tend to not snack then again until lunchtime because I'm really full. My stomach kind of swells up a little bit and that whole process is exactly what I just spoke about there. The soluble fibre like the oats slows down digestion by attracting water and forming gel-like substances. So it expands in our stomach basically and keeps us fuller for longer, which is deadly. So what does the insoluble fibre do then? So the insoluble fibre kind of does the opposite. It kind of pushes everything along the digestive tract by adding bulk to stool, basically helping relieve constipation and allowing you to poop. Insoluble fibre is found in many whole grains like brown rice, barley and bulgur, plus most vegetables, including root veggies, broccoli, cucumbers, carrots, green beans and so on. So now you know that insoluble pushes your poo tract along and keeps everything nice and clean and pushes everything out and brings cholesterol and all that malarkey with it and some fat as well. Um, and the soluble fibre keeps you fuller for longer and aids in weight loss. So insoluble fibre would be the likes of cereal, whole wheat bread, but just be careful with the breads. Um, like obviously if it's white bread and it's full of um, non-nutritional value well then it's not going to be really good for you so whole wheat bread and all that would be good lentils apples avocado strawberries would be the insoluble fiber the one that pushes everything along the digestive tract and keeps your poo pipes happy basically the soluble fiber then which is the one that keeps you fuller for longer and expands with water or whatever um um, water, milk or whatever, barley, oats, beans, figs, prunes, sweet potatoes. So these hold on to water to make you fuller for longer. But prunes is always known anyway for helping with constipation. And that's the reason why. So how do you get insoluble fibre and soluble fibre together in your diet? Just keep your diet varied and coloured with fruit and veg. For instance, you for breakfast, the soluble fibre to keep you fuller for longer, is, that slows down the digestion process and doubles the ingredient in size by attracting water. So you could have oats and then the strawberries is the insoluble fibre, which helps keep the everything moving along the tract for the poop. So you could have oats, you could have strawberries, you could maybe have an apple on top of your oats and then um, some cinnamon or some whatever. I just put almond butter just for taste. And there you go. Straight away, you have a fibrous breakfast. But where does the protein come in on this thing? Because the protein is really important on top of fibre. So we'll go back to what I said at the beginning where high protein diets go wrong and high fat diets go wrong is people forget to add in their fibers to keep you fuller for longer and to keep the digestive tract and the colon moving along so you don't get constipated and generally what falls off is fiber in your fruits your veg your oats your sweet potato cereals now cereals as in cereals as in not really packet cereals are really good yeah they're low in calories compared to everything else but they're okay to have the odd time so cereals would be i suppose i don't know um toasted oats and stuff like that as well i suppose that's where you're bringing the cereals in and the bread so good quality whole wheat bread is okay in moderation um but the best one for breakfast i find to keep full for longer is the oats um, and where you get your protein in that then is, like I said before, to people that follow me online, if you crack an egg white or two egg whites, two egg whites can be quite thick, 
But um, if you're looking to up your protein and in a natural way without using protein powder, I soak my oats. Then you could add two egg whites, crack them in, heat them up in the microwave for two minutes, stop, stir back in again for a minute. Then you could chop, top with milled chia seeds as well for extra fiber and natural protein. And then I top in frozen berries down on top of it because that's, that's the insoluble fiber that's deadly with antioxidants as well as keeping your colon happy. So that way then for breakfast, you're getting a protein fibrous rich uh, meal which is deadly. So it's keeping it simple. It's bringing it back to whole foods again. And that's the whole purpose of these podcast series is to give you the basic, basic, basic knowledge that you need that eating whole foods directly from the ground or from a farm or from the sea is the best foods to be having for amino acids, which is in proteins, whole proteins like chicken, beef, salmon, fish, all of that. Then thinking about adding in your carbohydrates, your good fibrous carbohydrates, like the veg we just mentioned there, sweet potato, broccoli, beans, peas, all of that. You cannot go wrong by adding in then the good carbohydrates, the carbohydrates that keep you fuller for longer, the fibrous, fibrous carbohydrates, like we mentioned, the good ones, which is oats, sweet potato, um, whole wheat bread, which is totally fine to have, or even oat bread. That's why people who make oat bread, um, it's a really good thing to make. And if you don't know how to make oat bread, just Google it online and you could have oat bread for breakfast or oat bread for lunch with some soup and um, some boiled eggs on top of it. Deadly. Lentils are a really good one as well because um, they add bulk. Again, the fiber keeping you fuller for longer and lentils are a good substitute for minced meat, actually, if you don't like eating meat all of the time. So a rule of thumb is what people say with meats and fiber is they say try have two meals a week or two a day where you don't have any meat and you substitute for the veg or for the the for vegetables um rich in and beans and lentils and all that rich in proteins and where you would get that would be lentils um chia seeds um chickpeas and all that again they're lower in calories they're about the same in calories as a piece of chicken or a piece of meat would be it just means then that you're getting more fiber in your diet so I hope that explains fiber Um, the key point to take away is fiber keeps you fuller for longer Um, it's natural it's plant-based Um, the oats is a little bit of process with the oats but not too much Um, it keeps your colon happy keeps everything moving and with the high fiber um, foods the part that we don't digest there's no calories in it so that's why it's great for weight loss um added in with um protein foods and that's it you have a weight loss diet plan right there um and you can adjust it whatever way you want depending if you're vegan as well so there you go the other thing important thing with fiber is the part that doesn't get digested properly your gut bacteria loves that so it strengthens up your gut um makes it a little bit more resistance as well um which is deadly so that's the other main probably re, um, reason to up your fiber intake is to keep your gut ha happy as well um, because it feeds on fiber, your good bacteria in your gut. So I'll run through a few fibrous foods with you. Um, bum, bum, bum. I just got them up here now. So soluble fiber can be found in foods such as oat, barley, nuts, seeds, beans, lentil, fruits, citrus, apples, strawberries and many vegetables. Um, 
that's the one that keeps you fuller for longer and then the insoluble one which keeps the colon happy and moves everything along and keeps your poo pipes happy would be whole wheat whole grain products veg and wheat bran so all you have to do is google it insoluble fiber fiber and soluble fiber now that you know the meaning to the two just include them in a varied diet but the rule of thumb is eat the color off the rainbow when it comes to your fruit and veg like apples are deadly and so are oranges you know when you eat an orange the juiciest part of the orange um is going to be full of the nutrients and the vitamins and all that that we need and the other bit the kind of i don't know the core bit of the orange that's the bit, bit of fiber that we don't digest and it just comes out of our system and um obviously that doesn't contain calories because it doesn't stay in our body so that's why a high fiber high protein diet works pretty well with good um good slow releasing carbs like oats and um, whole wheat and all that so whole wheat pasta would be pretty okay too there wouldn't be that much nutrients in it but again the fiber would be deadly for keeping you fuller for longer and whatever we can't digest just comes out so you're not actually holding on to the calories so try look for the whole wheat pasta where you can but again whole wheat pasta is great but just be careful of the portion control that i spoke about in episode one and episode two of calories it's all about the portion everything in moderation eat the color of the rainbow but go back to using your hand and your palm and your finger as to try control out your portion control that way because it's just a lot easier when you visually see it as well or the chinese takeaway boxes will be your go-to as well to create a system for you that you're not overeating um so that's the importance of fiber gut health keeping your bowels happy um relieving constipation and keeping everything keeping fuller for longer and it's a great weight loss tool diet to have to complement a high protein diet and just remember that if you decide to go on a diet with no particular plan but you just decide to eat more meat and cut back on fruit because there's apparently sugar in it don't bother because it's sugar in nearly everything anyway but you're better off having there's less calories in an apple than there is in a mars bar but there's more fiber in an apple that will help keep your digestive tract moving along happy your gut happy as well which will lift a bit of brain fog also now i'm going to talk about brain fog and all that in my last episode which is next week and the week after next that's the last episode on calories i will talk about how to lift a bit of brain fog but we more or less covered a bit of it there it's about keeping your gut happy filling it with fibrous foods and um it does help lift a bit of the brain fog as well so that was the bit on fiber 16 minutes later the next part and the last part of the podcast i'm going to talk about is where i wasn't getting that much fiber and i did do a high protein diet high fat diet without actually following a plan and i was getting quite constipated and i wasn't as regular as i should be it was every few days because i wasn't getting the fiber so then i started using um laxative to move everything along and it really wasn't a good idea so i'll talk about that now in part two of the podcast okay so back in the day when the atkins diet was um quite popular so there's always popular diets but at the end of the day they're all based around the same thing they're either high fat low carbs but low carbs is in you're still keeping your fibrous carbs there um but low carbs is in you're not having biscuits chocolate sweets cakes all of that that's what a high high protein low carb diet is you're just quitting all the marketing food and the packaged food out of the equation but i didn't know that back in the day because i was reading this diet atkins diet from a woman's way magazine so it was like a short little page it said 
um, eat this for breakfast, eat this for lunch and eat this for dinner. So basically it said chicken and beef. So I took that up that a chicken burger from the frozen packet would be OK with about 5% meat in it. Um, so now you know from the podcast the importance of whole proteins which is chicken beef and all that because you're getting all your amino acids your amino acids together which forms a cell basically in our body and everything every part of us is made up of proteins amino acids hair nail cells everything so that's you now you know the importance of getting whole proteins into our system but back then I didn't know that so I was I took it up in my uneducated self after just reading a magazine for like two seconds that I was going to have a fry every morning in work with no bread. So that was sausages, bacon, um, really dirty, greasy fry, horrible. So it was more or less high fat and fried food, fried proteins, basically, and sausages. So there was very little actual protein meat and amino acids in sausages. So that's what I had. Then lunch, then I decided to have a piece of meat and a tiny, tiny bit of veg that was there, but not much because veg was carbohydrates to me back then. Then when I'd go home in the evening, then I'd put on a frozen chicken burger and that was it. That was my diet. Um, I went, continued with this for about, we'll say two and a half, three weeks. I got very thin because obviously I really massively decreased my calories. I wasn't going to the toilet because... Obviously, I wasn't getting fiber because I stuck with the same foods all the time. I didn't really fall off track a little bit. Um, so what happened was I was getting sick, um, no energy, getting really dull looking skin, black circles under my eyes. And don't know, look, don't know why I was doing this, but I was doing it anyway. And I wasn't going to the toilet. So then I decided I needed to take a laxative. So basically, on my in my uneducated self, when it came to this high fat diet, I ended up losing about half a stone that I didn't really need to lose and my bowel movements weren't working properly so I took laxatives and it just made the situation worse because I was trying to move a bowel movement that wasn't particularly there really because I was under eating calories as well so it got quite painful um, after two or three days and I came off it and then um that was it. I don't know who I met at the time, but anyway, a bit of sense was talked into me and that was it. I went back eating um, I started introducing a little bit of fruit and all that. Um, but I was still very uneducated back then. That was in my late teens. So, but basically I started eating proper dinners again and a proper dinner in the evening when I came home from work because we had a canteen in work. I was able to get my dinner there at lunchtime and then my mom had a dinner ready when I came home. So it, like you really need now it's a little bit better because we have the internet obviously and we've books audiobooks we've everything and podcasts so you can get educated quite fast now through workshops podcasts books all over social media everything's there but it's to get the right information so when some people say to me i'm on a high fat diet i'm i'm in ketosis i'm burning fat through high fat diet they're seasoned keto dieters which is totally different to someone that picks it up from the internet and go, oh, I might do that high fat diet because it sounds good. It sounds like you burn fat easily. If done right, yes. And if it's the diet that you can stick to and sustain, I just couldn't. And I, first of all, in my late teens, there was no education back then. Um, the That Atkins diet was quite new. So it was a case of, um, I think there was a book out at the time, but I didn't buy that. Sure, why would I do that <laughs> back then? Educate myself. Um, it did give results because people were dropping a lot of 
a massive food group from their diet, but people were doing it wrong also. And it's the same now in modern keto world. If you think that you need the keto diet because your blood sugar levels or whatever, get a food coach to guide you along the way because things can get quite messy quite fast if you don't know what you're doing basically is what I'm trying to say um, so that was my experience anyway in my own education itself and I don't want the podcast to get too long now again because we have another episode to go after this for calories but that was just my experience of not having enough fibre in my diet not having enough good proteins and just half hours of following a diet and um, just going with the flow thinking that that was the right thing to do absolutely not so if you think that you want to go on a high fat diet for any reason at all, get a food coach to guide you along the way. But just ask yourself the questions. Is this a diet that I can stick to long term? Is this a diet that I can take with me on holidays? Is this a diet I can do at the weekends when I'm off? And if it is, well, then that's the right diet for you. If it's not, well, then it's not the right diet for you because you won't be able to stick to it long term either. So that's it. If you can't, that's my always my rule of thumb with everyone. If you're thinking if you're thinking about going on the latest diet craze, ask yourself them questions first. Um, so that's my experience on lack of fiber and how laxatives were definitely not the way to go. Because I remember when I went to the doctor, when I had the pain in my stomach from taking the laxatives and being on this silly diet that I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, the doctor gave me gave me some education on how laxatives work. So laxatives works by giving that false kind of eruption in your bowels to move them so it's a false vibration to move everything along and she was saying if you keep on taking laxatives the way you're taking them for the purpose that you're taking them for your bowels will get used to that false movement and after a while it won't be able to do it by itself so I was like oh I didn't know that and she was there yes you need fibrous foods to get in obviously the insoluble fibres that I mentioned there the lentils the wheat the apples the avocados strawberries a bit of everything the ones that the foods the part of that fibre that doesn't get digested and comes out your colon, that's what helps push and contract along your digestive tract. But I didn't know that at the time. So um, I'm sure anyone listening to this who went through a stint of taking maybe laxatives, definitely don't do it if you're listening to this. It doesn't work. You will wreck your system. And it took me weeks to get my bowel movements back properly to once a day. It took me weeks. So I wrecked my whole system but the good news is that you can rectify it and if you think that you're not going to the toilet that often I still I do know girls that I train now that don't have bowel movements until every three or four days and what I'm kind of saying to them is I'm giving them the insoluble fiber and the soluble fiber and just try to get a varied diet eat the color of the rainbow and um I drink loads of water because if you're dehydrated as well, it slows down the process of um, your bowel movements as well. So loads and loads of water. Um, so that's it, guys. I hope this helps. On Sorry about the mic. I kept on making noise there. So I hope this episode helps. So just to recap on episode one. Episode one, you learned that we all need a certain amount of calories in our body in order to survive. Eat more than what we move to our energy out. We put weight on. Um, what we learned as well, we learned that everything has a calorie and everything except for fats have a higher amount of calories than carbohydrates and um, proteins. Carbohydrates has, has been given a bad rep because obviously there's two types of carbohydrates. There's your packet carbohydrates, which is your factory med carbohydrates like your um, Cocoa Pops, your bars of chocolate um crisps. All of them are sheet of carbohydrates that our brain loves and wants and um, 
we crave it because of the certain ingredients in the packets and all that but what our body actually needs is the good carbohydrates full of nutrients minerals fibrous foods that i just mentioned there they're the carbohydrates we need to take more of um the other thing i want to recap on is just to refresh your memory as well is that calorie counting can be good just to build awareness but it's not something that you can fall that you can do continuously all your life you need to build awareness around what calories are what and then make a conscious decision going back from episode two using your hand and using your hand for portion control and your palm all of this can be got on um what's it called i get up here for you now uh, precisionnutrition.com is actually a really good website so it's precisionnutrition.com and if you go on there you will find an infographic blog on looking at your PAM and how to measure food size without actually counting calories and another thing I want to touch on is log- logging calories can be about 25% off and I'll tell you the reason why is because portion controls are massive and I went through this in episode two of calories our plates are bigger everything seems to be supersized scones are not the same size as they were when I was a kid bowls and spoons and plates are not the same size as they were when I was a kid everything has gotten massive so what we're doing is we're trying to fill bowls to the top fill plates to the top when a matter of fact the simplest thing we have to do and I spoke about in episode two of calories is look at your palm measure your food macros and your nutrients and your veg by your palm if you're unsure of that go back and listen to episode two of calories or go on to precision nutrition and have a look at their website because they are deadly at visually looking at your portion control as well so that's why counting calories is good but i don't suggest you do it all the time if you're new to it maybe do two days during the week a good day where you're good monday a Thursday when you're getting not so good and one day at the weekend. Nobody really can count seven days a week because, well, a few of my clients do actually. Um, one of the girls started back doing it after Christmas because she just felt like she was, she hadn't been making any um, progress with her goal to get down, we'll say, to um, just her goal weight that she was last year. So what she did was she went back counting her calories. So what she does is, she inputs her calories for the week every Sunday, it takes an hour, she says, and she inputs it for the week. And if anything changes or she adds anything on, she just does it as she goes then. And um, she has been successfully losing weight since she started doing that. So she's going to keep it up for another two weeks and then she's going to stop then again because she will be down. Um, she will have lost all that Christmas extra gain and all that. And she just feels better in herself. And she said the one thing it has made her being aware of is her portion control and when she's out for dinner making good choices so making good choices in not having the bread with the soup but having potatoes or something else instead so just making good choices and with her alcohol as well she's able to make good choices with that so it's more awareness and an educational tool to use to hop in and out to check what calories are in what but most restaurants are pretty good at having their calories up on their menu um, which I think is quite useful as well so at least you have a bit of a, a mental note of what calories was in what um, so that's a recap on the calories just to have an awareness even if you don't count calories I think it's really important to have awareness of how much your body actually needs so you can be visually looking at back, back of the packets and all that then as well but just make sure you remember the keynote to take away from this podcast today is the bit in fibrous foods that doesn't get digested and that you basically poo out it has no calories because it's not staying in your system 
So that's the main point to take with here. So don't be afraid of your fibr fibrous foods because they keep you fuller for longer, help with digestion and are a great weight loss tool as well. So that's it, guys. That is LS episode three of Calories Over. Um, if you found it useful, I love getting your feedback. Um, I've been getting a few messages during the week because I send out this to an email to anyone that attends my workshops or anyone that's on my app. Um, every Monday morning, they get an email off the latest podcast and the feedback's great. So thanks, Emil. But just remember, I am not a dietitian. I'm not a nutritionist. Um, I am a physical and health coach. And with 10 to 15 years experience of trial and testing and everything and learning. But this is the basic information that you need for calories that you can find online. But I just want to bring it all together for a podcast for you guys to cut the learning curve because that's what podcasts are all about. So again, um, thanks a for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.